Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So I Married an Axe Murderer is not only the title of a Mike Myers movie, it is a few words strung together <laughs> that we have said in many different ways over the year. So I Married an Axe Murderer was probably the greatest discovery that we made during this podcast. Wouldn't you say, Cameron? I agree. It took me two watches to realize I loved it. It's a great movie. Mike Myers is fabulous in it. Mm. And it's really exciting kind of play of Hitchcockian thriller and 90s comedy. I mean... That works. What a goddamn... Jumble of ideas, but somehow it works and it feels fresh coming out of the mouth of that famous Canuck, Mike Myers. And it's a cult favorite. So if you've never seen this movie, there is a great opportunity for you to watch it with me, Alexi Toliopoulos, host and head writer of Mike Check. And me, Cameron James, host and secretary of Mike Check. <laughs> uh, we are actually screening the movie So I Made an Axe Murderer. At the Golden Age Cinema in Sydney on the 29th of November of the year 2017. <laughs> That's right. Just to put a timestamp on it, if you're listening to it in the future, yeah. you did miss it. You missed out Tragically, on it. you did miss it. And if it has not happened yet, guess what, motherfucker? You haven't missed it. Buy a ticket. They're available on ourgoldenage.com.au. We are so excited to present this movie. This is our last screen presentation for the year. I think I don't think anything is going to come up between now and the end of the year. And it really is a great movie. It has so many comedy stars from the time in it. The Such cameos as Andy LaPaglia, yeah. Brenda Fricker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great comedy stars, those two. Um, there's a Plummer. lot. Come along and check them out. It's really good It's stuff. really exciting. Mm. So it's the 29th of November, 2017. Buy tickets at au. Also in the show notes. We love you. We can't wait to see you there. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike Myers. And we're clear. Hello, horny babies, and welcome to an episode of Mike Check, the only podcast that goes through the entire filmography and bibliography and interviews and other stuff. Basically everything Mike Myers has ever done in his gosh dang life. I am Alexi Toliopoulos and with me as always is Cameron James. Hello, how are you going? Very cool, baby. How are you? I'm actually very funny baby so i don't know oh, if, okay. if the two of our powers combine perhaps we could be very sexy and it's quite interesting that you bring up the topic of sexiness today because we've talked <laughs> today about, of all days yeah, it's day of all days actually <laughs> because that kind of relates to what we're here to talk about that's right cameron do you want to explain what this episode is ladies and gentlemen of the mic check republic you have come with us on an exhaustive journey mm-hmm. that has lasted 53 episodes. Roughly. Roughly. Or exactly (laughs) thereabouts. In this journey, we had one specific set of goals that we wished to accomplish. We laid them all out in our very first episode, episode zero. Episode zero, where all we did, technically 54 episodes then. Oh, yeah. And by the way, 54, great film. It's a movie starring Mike Myers. It's a movie, not a film. Well, it's a film. 
Okay. Isn't it? It's um. It's a thing that exists during Mike Myers. <laughs> it's a video. It's a video, man. I love vids. <laughs> I love vids. I love mags. In uh, in episode zero, we discussed a few. Uh, I'd call it a mission statement. Perhaps. Yes. Uh, uh, goals. Some 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 dot points that we wish to cover over this journey. Mm. We didn't think we'd get to answer all the questions, but. Weirdly, we have. We weirdly have. We we first thing we wanted to know was why is Mike Myers absent from our screens? Well, actually, that's not true. First thing we wanted to know was what are the movies that star Mike Myers? That's true. That was the very first. That thing was we the very to first know. goal. Should we go through those again? I mean, it's been a minute since we've done it. <laughs> it has been a minute. We should go through them again. Let's do it. Okay, well, let's go through all the movies that star Mike Myers. <laughs> Movie number one is Wayne's World. Yeah, classic. Great movie. Movie number two, So I Married an Axe Murderer. So I Married an Axe Murderer? So I Married an Axe Murderer. So I Married an Axe Murderer. End of story. Forget about a meatball. Wayne's <laughs> World, that is my nickname. If you haven't played along, that is my official nickname is Meatball. Uh, movie number three, Wayne's World 2. Mm-hmm. It's quite a cool movie. 1997 brings us to Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Mm-hmm. Then 54, The Thin Pink Line, Pete's Meteor, The Dreaded Pete's Meteor, Austin Powers' A Spy Who Shagged Me, Mystery Alaska, Shrek, Austin Powers in Goldmember. Nobody Knows Anything? There's a movie on here we didn't watch. What? <laughs> From 2003. It's called what? Nobody, Nobody Knows, knows anything. anything. Hang on, let me just look that up. And he played Eyewitness. We fucked. We fucked up. We hang on, movie. hang on. That can't be right. Nobody knows anything. Two thousand three. Oh, oh God! I remember we did look at this because it was um, it has Alana Ubach in it. I remember that. We missed a mo- guys. Uh, this is breaking uh. news. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, guys. This is breaking news. This was meant to be a bit of a finale of sorts. We would tie things up. We just discovered there's a movie we didn't watch. Just when you think you're out, Mike pulls, pulls you, you back, back in. in. This film also has Janine Garofalo in it and Margaret Cho and Stephen wow, Colbert. This sounds like a real thin pink line yeah, it situation. Absolutely sound- I, from the looks, if anything, you know, Jesus Christ, I'm actually freaking out. I'm sweating right I'm now. I'm having a panic attack. I can't believe after our exhaustive journey. <laughs> we forgot. We left a movie off. His iconic role as eyewitness. I in quotations, witness without. Oh, great. So I it's a comedy he's, character he's who a, maybe has a crossed eye or some shit. Yeah. I mean, we have seen him do similar things of guys with some sort of visual impairments, mm-hmm. such as the, one of the next movies on the list, The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> <laughs> then Shrek 4D, View from the Top, Shrek 2. Um, there's a documentary that doesn't count. Shrek the Third, The Love Guru, Inglorious Bastards, Shrek Forever After. Uh, then we've got Superman, The Legend of Shep Gordon, followed by in 2018, Terminal Bohemian Rhapsody. So technically, we've gone through all of them except for this. Nobody knows anything. Yeah, honestly, we did fucking goof up, guys. Which, if we can track that down, we will have to do a, a special bonus episode. Well, on. it's part of the canon. It's yeah. a movie that he's in. It we will- would not be. True historians of the Mike Jack Republic mm. if we didn't do that. Honestly, guys, I must say I'm embarrassed. I feel foolish. I feel like a fucking dunce. Yep. I think I've blown it. <laughs> I honestly I honestly feel scared. Can I say something? Yeah. I don't feel we- I don't feel worthy enough to wear this hat. Well, I'll I'm, take it back. I'm gonna have to take <laughs> the hat off for a second. I think you should too. Okay. For the next 30 seconds, we can't wear the hats. Guys, we're removing our Austin Powers, a spy who shagged me memorabilia because we thought we were the Shrexperts. We yeah. thought we were hot shit watching all of Mike Myers' movies and proud of it. We missed one movie. Turns out we're just a couple of donkeys. Blabbermouths who are annoying and cock block a big green ogre. Mm. Hey, I will say one thing though. Now that we've got these hats off, I'm getting a good squiz at them. They're pretty They're fucking gorgeous, good. Huh? They're gorgeous, They're aren't gorgeous. they? They're gorgeous. They're embroidery. Uh, the embroidery is really something special. And I know we've mentioned this a couple of times before, but the leather straps the on leather the back. Straps, I mean, man. it is actually God, a great you, craftsmanship. For years you told me, you're like, gosh, I love owning all these leather straps. Oh, well, that's not, that's not something I really wanted on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, that, that, that's my personal life, okay, pal? All right, meatball. <laughs> I'm putting the hat back on. It's been 30 seconds. I don't feel worthy. I want you to, please. You know, Trust me. You're great. As Mike Myers says, we're not worthy. 
I don't feel like it right now. But also, as Mike Myers says, yeah, baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It it's back on. Okay. So we'll have to do a special bonus episode of that. But the point that we were making was in our very first episode, episode zero, we wanted to know what were the films Mike Myers had starred in. We've answered that question. Mm-hmm. Almost. Almost. There's one. I mean, it's probably a cameo, but I guess we have to do it. Another question was, why is Mike Myers absent from our screens? Now, we've somewhat answered Mm, that question, I would say. Let's do a summary of the answer. I would say, due to the catastrophic and uh, tormenting failure Mm. of the love guru, it was difficult for Mike to come back to our screens. There was a distaste in the American and world public against him. The world had turned against its hero, Mike Myers, and instead... Instead, what we had gotten was a man in exile, mm. not like, not unlike the Rolling Stones, Exile Main Street. Dude, Mike I Miles. love the Stones. Dude. They're actually really fucking good bands. They're fucking cool, dude. They're extremely cool. Honestly, they put the role in rock and roll. They're fucking loose, baby. Yeah, man. <laughs> They're so loose, man. Their loose. skin is Their so skin loose. Skin is man. it hangs it off the bones. You could fit a whole other skeleton in their skin <laughs> these days. Yeah, if Keith Richards died, I suggest they take his skelly mm-hmm. out, pop it in Mick Jagger's skin, yeah, so the two of them can be together the forever. Sa- forever. <laughs> you know, they can sing and play the guitar at the same time now. That's a dream come and true. And if anything happens to Ronnie Woods, chuck him in Charlie Watts. <laughs> <laughs> and they become a two-man band. Like the White Stripes, dude. Honestly, man, they could be the next White Stripes. <laughs> hey, I never asked you this. Um, what do you think of the new rock and roll wave from the early 2000s? I'm talking the White Stripes, the Hives, the Vines, the Strokes. What well, do you think, dude? I remember at the time when I was a young man, you know, going through high school. Absolutely. Going through puberty and stuff like that. Starting to get some hair in some really weird places. Really man. weird places. God, you wouldn't even believe <laughs> All around my dick. What the fuck? Yeah, man. It was all around my dick. Oh, my God. Dude. It was yeah. so weird. And I'm like, man, I need to be able to connect with some art and yeah. really find out who yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, 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 So I'm listening to Arctic Monkeys. Oh, I'm listening goodness. to The Strokes. Yeah. I'm listening to... Um, hey, man, I bet you're having a few strokes of your own. Honestly, I was. I was trying to get rid of the hairs. <laughs> <laughs> and the weirdest thing was when I would do that, I got hair in even weirder places. On the palm, on the palm of my of hands, hands dude. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Very weird. Hey, if that if that old wives' tale is true, man, Robin Williams must have jerked off with the back of his hands. I swear to God. Oh god, that guy probably did whack around the mole a few times. <laughs> uh, but hey, tragically, uh, tragically, um, he did pass. So you connected with that that music of the time? Yes, the point, I was yeah. like, these guys are like the strokes, like the stones of my era. Yeah, yeah. And the freaking Arctic Monkeys are like the Beatles, you know. <laughs> I'm growing up in the prime of my life and there's these bands that are like what they were back then for my old man. Yeah, and then those Aussies came along, the and I'm Vines. Like, God, I'm like, Wolf Mother is like the BGs. Yeah, Wolf Mother is the BGs of our time. Because they're Aussie, man. And they're Sydney boys. Sydney boys. Grew and up that on the... curly hair. Not unlike the Bee Gees. Yeah, yeah, wow. I tell you what, though, they were a bit more rock and roll than the Bee Gees. Yeah, yeah you telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that's cool. Uh, that's a good time in our life. Yeah, what were we talking about? I can't remember. <laughs> so we're talking about... Um, Why Mike was absent from yeah, our Yeah, Mike screens. was absent from our streams. It was tough for him to come back. Yeah. So he slowly put together a plan to get mm. back on our screens unbeknownst to you and I. That's right. It was a surprise to us and the entire world when Mike Myers returned deep undercover <laughs> as comedian Tommy Maitland to mm-hmm. host the Gong Show. Yeah. And that was the first time, I think, on this podcast that we learned we should have been careful what we wished mm. for. Because w- one of the early things we wanted was to get Mike back and we did, and then some. Mm. And it was... In many ways, a true delight. A true delight in many ways. I'd say uh, early days, we had never been so excited in mm. our lives. We didn't know our luck. But then by episode 10 of The Gong Show... We realised we were watching a talent show that we didn't like. And the host was barely on it. Yeah. And we were pretty bummed out. We were bummed out. It was a huge buzzkill to find out that The Gong Show wasn't just Tommy Mate, a camera in a close-up of Mike Myers <laughs> the whole time. 
Just imagine how good that could have been. Imagine that would have been the future of entertainment. Yeah, just one unbroken shot of a monologue of a famous comedian in character. For 10 eps. I would love that. That would have been actually really good TV. Yeah, it would have been form-breaking. I would have binged it. Yeah, man. I would have put just I would even go one step further, watch it so many times so I learn all his dialogue. Yeah. So I could talk to him, prompting him with questions, <laughs> it would seem. Okay. That's psychotic almost. Yes, I am a freak. You're a famous psycho. <laughs> <I'm> a freak. <laughs> so that was the first question. Why is a mic on yeah. our screens? There was not only an answer, there was uh a saviour, I don't know what to say. Yeah. It, the, the question became redundant. It did because he came back. We had another famous question we wanted to know. Will there ever be an Austin Powers 4? Now, there has been rumours. The rumour mill is whirring mm. and buzzing, baby. It, the rumour mill is doing better than Meek Mill at the moment. Sorry to timestamp this episode. Yeah, wow. Is this a... And by the way, that was a great monologue-style joke Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to break into being, you know, on like morning TV shows. We're like, all right, let's find out about celebrity gossip. Celebrity gossip. Let's look at an unbroken close-up of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that's form-breaking. Yeah, it is form-breaking. And it's the future of entertainment. It is form-breaking. So that's what I'm trying to do where, you know, I know what's happening in Hollywood. Yeah. I know the gossip. But I make it funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be a great uh, gossip uh, king. I'd call you a gossip king. A gossip king, yeah. Ask me a question about someone in Hollywood and I'll tell you a funny version of what they're up to. Okay. uh, So, Alexi. Yeah, good to be here. Great to have you here, by the way, via satellite link, obviously. You haven't had the pleasure. (laughs) Alexi. Oh, this guy. I don't know where we get him from, but he's hilarious. Hey, Lex, um, what's going on in Mike Myers' life right now? Wow, Mike Myers. Funny you should ask. The guy is um, currently deep undercover playing Tommy Maitland on the gong show. And when I hear the word gong show, (laughs) I reckon this is not just a comedy show happening in Wollongong on the New South Wales coastline. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call back in in a few days with some more celebrity gossip, some salacious details of Hollywood are out there. But enjoy the laughs I gave you on that last one, and we'll see you next time. And then you hang up. Yep. Are you guys going to hang up? (laughs) <laughs> Should I? Okay, I'll get it. I'll hang right. up. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, well, that's great stuff. So the rumor mill has been whirring. <laughs> I'd say it's doing even better than Meek Mill at this point. <laughs> oh, come on. That's funny as <laughs> shit, man. But, um, but there has been no confirmation. We think most likely there will not be. We've come to that yes. sort of semi-conclusion here. that there, Most likely there will not be an Austin Powers 4 unless... Two, two young, young men, young men with the in the prime of their life. In the prime, of which their is life. weird because I would say these are the best years of our lives, <laughs> and we're not wasting them away at all. I reckon we'll be looking back on these in years to come and go. Honestly, oh, honest shit. to gosh, that was the best time of my life. I, you know, when I listen to music, sometimes I listen to Dave Bowie. Yeah, one of the songs mm. I listen to is Golden Years, and mm. when I listen to that <clears> song. <throat> You know, I'm quite the imaginative boy. My mind worse. Not yeah. unlike the rumor mill. <laughs> it whirs around. And honest to gosh. Okay. <laughs> the images in my head when I hear the song Golden Years yeah. by David Bowie. Yeah. Me and you chatting here with these microphones oh, in your kitchen. Come on, dude. Talking about Michael Myers. The famous Shut killer from up, Halloween. Dude. Come on, shut your gosh okay, darn mouth. I'm zipping it. That is, you know. Hey, why don't you zip it, me? <laughs> hey, because I'll tell you something. When I listen to music, I sometimes listen to uh, Meek Mill, The Strokes, and uh, they have a song called "Is This It?" And I just like to say, "This is it. This is it." You know, sometimes I like to watch documentaries about you know fallen heroes, mm. and one of them that I watch is called um, uh, it's called uh, Michael Jackson. This is it. Okay. And when I watch that movie, I'm like, you know what? This ain't it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, this is it. This is the show. You know, sometimes I like to watch Seinfeld. They say, <laughs> that's the show. No. No, no, no. This, this is, is the, the show. show. Absolutely, dude. That's how I feel. So that answers the question, will there ever be an Austin Powers 4? We think no. Unless. Unless. Dot, and that's dot, all dot, we'll dot, say dot. for now. Dot, dot, Unless. Dot, dot, dot. We may have something to reveal. That's, dot, 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 dot. That's called, uh, that's called planting a hook. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, but we had one final question. One final question we've never been able to 
fully commit to an answer on, and that goes all the way back to the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. where I brought up the word sexy. Yes. And Alexi said, funny you should mention the word sexy, and this is why it's funny. Yeah. Honestly, you're going <laughs> to fucking crack it right now, guys. Just a full warning. Yeah. If you're on a bus... Plant your head between your legs because you're about to freaking bust a gut. And hey, while you're down there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know Honestly, what I mean? You will get spurred on. Honestly, while you're down there, have a fucking blast. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Be careful. That's all I'm going to say. Put a Connie on it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's about to be really funny what you're about to hear. Okay. This is a warning. Okay. Honestly, and if you've read the title for this episode, <laughs> you may already have an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, if you've read the title for this episode, it's a little bit like seeing the trailer for Thor Ragnarok and then realizing the first third of the film is them building suspense as to who Thor is going to fight mm, in the arena. Yeah. You're like, I've seen the trailer. I actually already know who it is. I've seen it. I've seen the trailer and he's on the poster. I saw that nice young man reviewed on TV who was an unbroken take of him, the Hollywood celebrity. (laughs) Which, by the way, form breaking. Goss talk. talk, And he said, Thor Ragnar rocks. (laughs) Did he really? Five stars from me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the question we've never been able to fully answer Mm. is, is Mike... Mike Myers horny baby. Is Mike Myers horny baby? baby. And I think today we're going to try and really get to the bottom of it. Really get to the bottom to it. This is an investigative episode. If you're a fan of cereal, well, boy, you're about to have it without milk. If you're a fan of cereal, (laughs) get a lot of these two fruit loops because they're about to... (laughs) They're about to bust up the mystery that is, is Mike Myers horny baby? Now, my first statement I'd like to make is that Mike Myers famously is a comedic actor who has used horniness as a tool on his comedy belt. Mm, For sure. And a tool perhaps hidden beneath his comedy belt, in (laughs) fact, is the key to unlocking this all. Yeah, I think it's no secret that the guy loves to play around with sexiness and flirtatiousness in his characters. He, He his characters come to life when they are sexually charged. When they've got that little energy. But Perhaps maybe... the idea of mojo, oh. which is um quite interesting to bring up because Austin Powers lives and dies by the mojo. <laughs> I nearly made me choke. <laughs> Sorry, I just took a big sip from a mug of coffee. And can I just say, it tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> tastes a bit nutty. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. not unlike fat bastard stool. <laughs> It's going to taste a bit nutty. <laughs> I think we should go through all the characters, or maybe his most famous characters, that have displayed some level of horniness yep. and try to figure out if there is a true inkling of the real Mike Myers buried within yes. or if it's just character affectation. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Maybe we start with our first character to make a cinematic appearance. The beloved Wayne Campbell Wayne from the film Campbell. Wayne's World <laughs> and the film Wayne's World 2. And uh, look, Wayne is a, a young man. Wayne's mm. a teenager. Yeah, he's teen, early 20s, living his life, starting <laughs> out in the world. That's a prime sexual peak for a young man. Yeah, he, not unlike me, he's probably listening to music, dreaming mm. about what life is like, comparing <laughs> it to the elder folk in his world as well. Exactly. What it were like when they were kids. Plus, Wayne is a celebrity in the local A sense. minor celebrity. Not um, unlike us. We're <laughs> minor celebrities in our city. You that's know? true. Sometimes people go, hey, you. And I mm. say, yes. And then <laughs> they say, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the way, I met someone who came to the uh, shows we did at Giant Dwarf with yes. Rove and Hamo. And she said that her and her friends all started listening to the podcast after that. And they are big fans. Well, hello to all our fans, guys. Yeah, and speaking of our fans, and speaking of Wayne Campbell, we received a wonderful gift from a young horny baby by the name of Steph from Brisbane. Hello, Steph from Brisbane. You are one of the truest angels of this podcast. This gift that you gave us is phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. We've both read it. Cover to cover, and then from the back cover to the front cover again. Which we don't recommend, you know. No. We, I would <laughs> thought maybe I can translate this into Arabic, read it the other way around. Didn't work. Didn't work out that well. So I st- thought it was a manga. <laughs> <laughs> Steph sent us a book, 
Uh, it's called Wayne's World Extreme Close-Up. Published by Saturday Night Live. Yep, it's an official Saturday Night Live bit of merchandise and it is written by none other than Mike Myers. Who and created, created Wayne, Campbell. Wayne Campbell. And tragically, Mike Myers' ex-wife, Robin Rusin. Robin Rusin, who was famously <clears throat> married to Mike Myers for a number of years. Tragically, they... Uh, they did split. They did get divorced, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a celebrity guy, guy so, yeah. 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 Mike Myers and Robin Rusin, more like Robin... Losing the- half her money. <laughs> she did can pay alimony. Can I, by the, by the way, can I write some of yeah, the honestly, I think I need help. Segment, yeah. I think I need help for my segment. <laughs> yeah, she paid palimony. Is that right? Yeah. That hey, sucks. you're my palimony. Thanks, brother. It's a really great book. It's written by Mike and Robin, and it's from the character of Wayne. So it's kind of like a collection of articles. Uh, gags, it's written, written sketches. in alphabetical order. So <laughs> there's is. like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, T, U, Z. No, no, T, Z. T, T, M, Z. T, M, Z. Part of it is almost like proto memes. Yeah. There's like funny photos of Wayne with weird catchphrases over them and stuff. I, I love it. It's really funny. It kind of reminds me of the... Mike, uh, the Austin Powers yes, book that the you've secret got life as well. Of, the Secret World of Austin Powers. Yeah, which is similar. It's got like funny stories mm. in it and stuff that's written from the character perspective. Yeah, that's more almost like a visual <laughs> dictionary that uh, like, you know, in the Star Wars book, Star Wars visual dictionary. So it's like, hey, look at all this. There's a photo of Mace Windu. Let's point mm. to his belt. And here is what is called his communicator. Ah. And pointing to his BMF, dude. He's bad motherfucking Wallet. Yeah, dude, I get it. Um, you know what else it reminds me of? This Ali G book that used yeah. to exist, The Gospel According to Ali G, which I loved when I was a kid. I had it, and mm. it, I loved it for a couple of reasons. Very funny writing by Sasha Baron Cohen in there. And probably and Seth also, Rogen. Yeah, probably Seth Rogen as well. Um, quite a few norks in there. You see some bubblons? Well. Yeah, you see some big, big bubblons. Can I ask and a question? Booties. Do you yeah. see any punani? No Punani. Unfortunately, no Punani. Tragically, they did not get through the. Uh, they didn't get the rights no, to the Punani. They didn't get the rights. No, no, no. But I'd like to. Speaking of babes in the Ali G book, mm. I'd like to draw your attention to my favorite page on this, which is page fifty-eight, which is a fold-out, a centerfold, mm. and it's Wayne Campbell's perfect babe. It's very funny. It's very funny. It's a composite photo that's made up of. All the different body parts of different babes that, that they've Wayne described loves. in their various top ten lists of hottest babes of yeah. all time. So, for example, Farrah Fawcett's hair is part of it. Kelly LeBrock's lips, um, Kim Basinger's nose, and then my most favorite gag is Betty Rubble's ass, mm. and it has a cartoon Betty Rubble skirt on it. That's right. humorous for a number of reasons. Chief being, isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. And second question. Isn't that special? Mm, third question. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> well, that's what I'd like to ask about Wayne. So thank you, Steph, first of mm, all, for this so, book. Honestly, it's a real treasure. This is I'm so excited and happy to own this book. It's really amazing. Co-sharing with Cameron, like many items that we co-own exactly. together. We have shared custody of this book. Mm. And uh, Alexi just asked me, does it make me horny? And I would like to take that question and spin it back onto Wayne Campbell. Yes. Does it make... Wayne Horny. There's evidence in here that he's a horny man. He has Definitely. perfect babes. Yes. He's listed what he <laughs> thinks is his hottest babes of all time, a top 10 list. Yeah, an absolute top 10 list of top 10s. This book is dripping with horniness. Yeah. And there's evidence that Wayne is horny in the films as well. What do you think is the horniest moment hmm. in the entire Wayne's World franchise? Well, for me, it's also one of my favorite scenes as well. It's the scene early on in Cassandra and Wayne's relationship where hmm. they're uh, canoodling yes. on a bed and he's on top of her and he's going camera one, camera two, camera Beautiful one, camera scene. two. And then she get a phone call. <clears throat> What's up? Sorry, Wayne is going to play around, muck around a tractor. And the guy literally humps a mummy. Now that has to be the horniest moment in Wayne's world history. Mm. When he humped that mummy, it, I mean, humping the mummy should be phraseology, like jumping the shark. Exactly. Like when a movie becomes officially horny, 
That's humping the mummy, dude. Humping the mummy. Yeah. Uh, also, I would say another one of the horniest moments, probably in my history, one of the horniest moments ever, including all mm-hmm. the characters, mm-hmm. is in the Wayne's World sketches. <laughs> uh, it's it's noted in the history of Mike Myers mm-hmm. and the history of Wayne Campbell in this book as well that Madonna is the hottest babe of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the TV show Saturday Night Live starring Mike Myers, um, <laughs> he actually has a dream where he hooks up with Madonna. He makes out with Madonna. And that was Mike Myers' first on-screen kiss was with Madonna. That is one of the horniest moments a boy has ever lived on this earth. Definitely. Definitely. So that's got to be something. That's fucking evidence there. Yeah. I I might even say hard evidence. Okay. Now that's a great reference. To Um, an erect cock. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) Can I say um, my thoughts on Wayne are that he is... He's a romantic mm. trapped in the body of a horny Of a horny boy. young man. That's great. That's real. Mm. I think that's why he is real, why I relate to him also. But I will also say that I don't think that means he's a horny character, officially. No. I think he wants love mm. more than anything else. I think so. I think that horniness is not the main motivator of him. No, it's love. And he exhibits it. Publicly by being having bravado and being a bit flirty and yep. horny with babes, but on the inside, I mean, he's got look. He's got where's his dad? We never see his dad. Yeah, um, he's got uh, a unrequited on-off relationship with Cassandra that he wants full commitment mm. on. I think he's someone who wants romance in his mm. life, and um, he represents early romantic love to me mm. rather than pure horny id. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Honestly, um, Wayne Campbell, you're a beautiful character. Yeah. And Mike, if you're listening, thank you so much for creating him because I needed that voice out there when I was a kid. Definitely. I needed to be able to see someone up on the screen like Mm. that to become a positive role model for how to, you know, keep my horny in check. Absolutely. Because up to that point, my only role model was Austin Powers. (laughs) So I'd like to check Wayne Campbell and say... Not horny. I'll say he is horny, but he is. I would say he ticks the boxes. Funny, sexy, cool. Yeah, yep, yep. So if he's funny, he's cool. Cool is the leading factor. Mm. So sexy is the lowest factor. The horny is low, but it is there. It is present. I'll give you that. But I think that's a good indication of Mike for me that Mm. this is a guy who. Exhibits horniness publicly, but on the inside, love is yes. his main motivator. We have talked about the uh, Mike, characters of Mike Myers. There is three things that drive them. Funny, sexy, and cool. Mm-hmm. And it is differing variations of what goes into what. What do they lead with? What they hide? Yeah. And Wayne is one that leads with cool. He leads with cool. Let's move on to another character. How no, about- let's stay here for another 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on now to... Charlie McKenzie. Oh, the star of So? I married an axe murderer. Um, so I married an axe murderer. Uh, so? I married an axe murderer. So I married an axe murderer. Huh? <laughs> What a twist. Yeah, what a twist. Now, this is a character who's a little more normal, a little more down to earth, uh, but he exhibits some horny tendencies, mm. I would say, and they come I out. I mean, the guy likes to fuck. The guy, oh, my God. He's got, I mean, he's a poet, mm. you know. He's and a beat he, He's aware of it because he's his job. He's so a poet. He and- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. He is aware of it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, uh, this guy fucks. He's got ex-girlfriends coming out the wazoo. <laughs> yeah. It's, his whole art is formed by um, being being with women that don't want to commit to him and vice versa, him not being able to commit to women. And then, lo and behold, he commits to a woman who turns out to be a freaking axe murderer in his mind. In his mind, but mm. in reality, his sister. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a micro stroke. Didn't <laughs> yeah, <you>? yeah. <laughs> his sister. <laughs> Yeah, so Charlie uh, Charlie has a few horny scenes. He's got a few bedroom scenes with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Harriet, his beloved. Yes. One of them I think that springs to mind is it's a post-coital scene, actually. Mm. They've just been upstairs having a little bit of rumpy-pumpy. and uh, They hopped off on the good foot into the bad thing. <laughs> they made the beast with two backs. <laughs> and then uh, they ju- sojourned downstairs to find that Harriet's sister has arrived <clears throat> and uh, Charlie gives her a hug. And while he's hugging her, his towel falls off and he is revealed to Rip be off. naked. Mm. And we see Charlie's butt. Yeah. And Thank presumably the fr- at the front of that butt is a penis. Yes. And but- that is pressed right up against the clothed Harriet. <laughs> and sister. often is the case after you have... <laughs> Gone for your little sojourn. Yeah. Once you've uh, done it, After gone all the way. Gone all the way. You've gone to a full completion. Absolutely. Yep. Often your penis will be in a state of flabbiness <laughs> where it is no longer erect. I say it's it's not unerect. I would say it's rubbery. It's rubbery and leaky. <laughs> 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 and that is quite an unpleasant thing if you're not ready for that to be pressed up against you. <laughs> but um, I would say that is that's an example of the relief of horniness, but the scaredness that you live in the horny world. Yeah, I think Charlie McKenzie, in the romantic scenes that we see with him and his girlfriend, it's more a playful flirtation rather than out and out horniness. Dare I say it? Mm. There's the whole butcher shop scene. There's where he the, fucks meat. Yeah. <laughs> there's the scene throughout uh, that where they go walking through downtown San Francisco at night. I think it's all very playful and fun, and it kind of almost comes across to me as a brotherly young man's mm. affection rather than pure romantic lust. Mm. I think maybe Charlie McKenzie is the closest. To the real Mike mm, when it comes so. to characters. Especially in that day and age. <clears throat> oh, Mike yeah. is a young married man. He had to get all over his commitment mm. issues, yeah, you know, yeah. moving on from his family to creating a new family. Yeah. And um, I think that's true what the true, truest form of horniness is, is trying to get laid. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I would actually, I would stand by that. Okay. That's something that you're willing to have on the record? Yeah. That horniness. Don't delete this. You can delete the rest of the episode, but this is the one bit I care about. Just so we're clear, say it again in a very quick soundbite. Horniness in its most truest form Mm -hmm. is trying to get laid. Yeah. (laughs) Great stuff. Okay. So if anyone's citing this in an essay. If you're doing an essay. Or a PhD. Yeah. In years to come. uh, Pretty horny document. (laughs) That's what PhD stands for. If I you're saw doing... your eyes glaze over <laughs> yeah. and I knew you were looking for the joke code. <laughs> yeah. If you are doing a, a degree at our university, which we co-own together, mm-hmm. um, what's it called, Cameron? It's called the uh, University of MCR, Mike Czech Republic. Yeah. <laughs> and please, um, it's free. 
Education is, is free. For, absolutely. It's but you free. are required to party. You actually have to. It's, it's, it's a party graduation school. by donation. Yeah. So if you yeah. if you had fun yeah. doing your degree, there's if a you jog enjoyed, at the door. Yeah, if you enjoyed your degree, on your way out, just drop a few bucks in, and no coins. Come on, just a few slices of notes. Yeah, just some notes. Come on, guys, we got to eat. Guys. Come on, honestly, honestly, who throws a shoe? <laughs> okay, so and I'd like to move on. Speaking of the purest sense of horniness, to perhaps Mike's most famously horny character, mm. Austin Powers. International man of mystery. Mm, now, what do you think is the most horny scene in the Austin Powers canon? The horniest scene in the Austin Powers canon, mm-hmm. and Austin Powers canon is actually a movie <laughs> that we're working on together. <laughs> uh, the horniest scene is definitely when he is in the hot tub oh. with a lot of vagina. Oh, my, yay, yay. Honestly, Woo. this little meatball sweating just I thinking about it. I am turning beet red right Put me now. in some marinara sauce and I'll spice it up. Because let me tell you something, that scene was very important to a young Cameron James. And to a young Alexei Toliopoulos. At different times, I will say. What do you mean? Well, we weren't together we watching weren't together. it. I was a both few years coming to our sexual yeah. <laughs> By the way, why don't they call orgasms conclusions? Yeah, because you're coming to one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I think that scene was, yeah, an awakening for me of sorts. Mm. When we see a lot of Fachana behind that. And when you say awakening, are you referring to the Robert De Niro, Penny yeah. Marshall movie starring Robin Williams? It's as if my penis was asleep and then Robin, <laughs> Robin Williams, Williams came up with brought it to life. <laughs> and I could catch a freaking ball. Yeah. <laughs> and can I just say, R.I.P. Robin Williams. Tragically, we did lose him. And tragically, Robert De Niro did Bad Grandpa. Unfortunately, it is come to our awareness <laughs> that Robert De Niro did star in a movie called Bad Grandpa, trying to kick off a franchise of grandpa-related films <laughs> and merchandise. And unfortunately, they they really have found success with that. Yeah, it's actually been greenlit for three more sequels coming yeah. out in 2020, it's, 2023, and 2027. It's all going to be green screen. Yeah, it's James gonna, Cameron's doing it, allegedly. Yeah, at Weta, down at Weta. They got, yeah. um, they, got, they got Robert De Niro down to Weta. Yeah, they got Robert De Niro in New Zealand, in Weta. Yeah. And uh, they got... Honestly, he's having a blast. Honestly, Schmeagle's in it. <laughs> Schmeagle's in it. He's the second director. He's doing yeah. second unit of the film. Yeah, and also starring in it. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing as a, both. As a talking uh, it, bottle of Viagra. Yeah, it's yeah. a 10-minute scene where the bottle of Viagra asks several riddles to, <laughs> to Robert De Niro. Yeah. It's actually it's actually going to be really good stuff, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's really exciting. And honestly, I've got to go down to set a few times yeah? and just do a tour with, you know, James Cameron, Robert yeah. De Niro's there in his trailer. He refused yeah. to come out. Schmeagel. Schmeagle's there on set. <laughs> and it's just the vibe there. It's a party, man. Yeah. And I think that will come across in the films. Um, are you allowed to reveal whether Zac Efron is reprising his role? Unfortunately, I have to report this. Zac Efron is not reprising his role. Oh, who's replacing him in the part? Or have they Unfortunately, he is being replaced by a fully CG created character. <laughs> it's um it is the monkey character from uh the movie Lost in Space. Okay. That little yellow monkey yeah, type creature. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. In. I kind of liked that little He's honestly character. been out of work for a long time. Yeah, since so Lost he's, in Space. He is really way. excited to be back in the business yeah. and he's not taking this opportunity for granted. He was sort of the Jar Jar of the Lost in Space He franchise. really were. He really was. Mm. Because unlike Jar Jar, who got to make two more movies... He only got to make that one film. Yeah. And Hollywood did not come a-knocking. No, that's a shame. But he is really trying really hard to be back there. Good stuff. Yeah, it's exciting. (laughs) That is really exciting stuff. Um, What the fuck were we talking about? Awakening. My penis was awakened (laughs) (laughs) by a lot of vagina doing the uh, striptease behind the door. I remember there was a time in my life where I was Mm. so much more innocent than I am now. Mm. And when she's in the hot tub... And you see uh, fleshy areas of her body floating up. Now, which two fleshy areas (laughs) are we talking about? In my childhood, I (laughs) was too innocent to believe that they were breasts. I thought that was her knees. Oh, wow. Very close to the (laughs) chest. And I was just like, I can't, I just couldn't, I did no idea that those existed. The boobs existed. But when I figured it out, I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck, dude. Are you guys copping a look at this? Now, that is a very famously horny scene. In fact, I think 
that it's the most distilled version of Austin's horniness because it's purely I think the most sexual, distilled version say. of Austin's horniness is when <laughs> Fat Bowser sucks it out of his penis <laughs> in the second movie while he's frozen. No, it's definitely this scene because... Oh, this is the first time that I'm aware of in the scene, in the movie where mm. we see Austin make love. Honestly, he fucks his shit. And <laughs> and also, it's it's a really sexually charged scene from both of them. Yeah, she's horny. She too. wants him because he has brought that out in her. But they're both using each other to unlock mysteries from the other side of the world. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. the good side, the Doctor Evil side. Absolutely. I only see there's only two kinds of people in the world: good and Doctor Evils. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I also think uh, that that Austin, however, has. One of my favourite scenes, which is the scene mm. where he's laying in bed with Vanessa and yeah. they're talking about Mrs. Kensington. Yeah, great scene, that great is, scene. That's also, it's not a horny scene, but I think it's sexy yeah. in a very romantic way where he uh, he has, he's talking with genuine wistfulness and romance and nostalgia mm. about some unrequited feelings that, that he had for Mrs. Kensington. Mm. Nothing ever happened between them, but he... Loved her very mm. much. And I think there's something sexy in his delivery. Extremely. And I don't know if it's horny, but it's, it's, it brings. It's horny some, it's, adjacent. Let's just say it's, it awakens something. In yeah. me. And when I say awaken, awakenings, I. Uh, you are referring to the 1990 Penny Marshall directed film. Yeah. Awakenings starring Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams. Yeah. Robert De Niro, of course, nominated for an Oscar for best leading actor in the movie for the film Awakenings. Robin Williams, uh, of course, nominated for... Uh, <laughs> tragically, he was nominated for, for Good Will Hunting and tragically, yeah. he did yeah. take the gong for that movie. Yeah. Mainly because he did an improv about his wife farting. Yeah. Now that is yes. Oscar worthy. Yeah, honestly, that's that's from really good acting. Yeah. If you can do that and not make it funny... Like he did in that movie. <laughs> if you can do a whole monologue about how your dead wife used to fart around. Yeah. And you're not getting laughs. You're making people cry. You deserve an That's Oscar. huge acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really, Speaking really. Speaking of huge acting, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> now, that guy's a great actor. He's charming. He's funny. <laughs> he's sexy. He's cool. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's one of those guys who I've never not seen as being Hugh Jackman, mm. except when he was playing old Logan. Yeah. Logan. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, there's What about in Real Steel? Again. In oh. Real Steel, you didn't go, that's Coach? <laughs> that's the guy coaching robots? You didn't believe that? No, I didn't or believe that. Or the time he was coaching robots in freaking Chappie? You didn't believe that either? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Sorry. He loves to coach robots, doesn't he? <laughs> he loves coaching robots. Yeah. He probably did in freaking Xmon as well. Yeah, and the guy's sort of half robot <laughs> in Xmon. <laughs> he's a bit half robot in Xmon. Didn't he? I think so. He's got robot-coated bones. Yeah. <laughs> they say that in the movie. They say his bones were coated in robot. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. So I think, uh, I mean, how do we want to check Austin? Do we do we check Austin Honestly, as, Austin's horny. He's horny. He he's has to horny. be. He's what the horniest he character. But... I think with the caveat that it's all, it's almost a cartoonish it's not caveat, level of it's horniness. It's cravat. <laughs> with the cravat that it is, ca- it's cartoon level horniness. Yes, but there is a re- the the cartoon horniness is what is uh, hyperbolized by the character. Exactly. But the reality is he is a thoughtful human yes. being, an empathetic human being. He's an empath. He is. I can relate to that yeah. because I'm an empath. I can relate to most things. Because, uh, And I think because <laughs> that this is a cartoon level of horniness, I think there's a reason for that. And that's because seeing a cartoon horny person or someone who's over the top horny, that's funny, that's sexy, mm. that's cool, that's charming. Seeing a real-life horny person is a nightmare. Mm. There's nothing cool or funny about a real horny person. No. Like, and I'll tell you a good example of a real Horny person. Oh gosh, Steve Rubell from Fifty Four. That is a real horny bloke. Mike Myers. One of the. Is it the only characters played this based on a real guy so far? So far, although Shrek. Um... Shrek was based on his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek was based on Spike Myers. Yeah. So, so yeah. was so I married an axe murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so technically no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Rubell from Fifty Four, who is so horny mm. and. 
It's really scary. And he's looted up. The guy loves oh the loots. Oh, my God. The guy's all about the qualudes. Qualudes. <laughs> qualudes, man. Coming out the qualudes. <laughs> Walud Ali. <laughs> I mean, that guy should do a report on this guy. Honestly, Walud Ali. <laughs> Why aren't you talking about Steve Raboot? Why aren't you talking about the... Why isn't he doing an expose, expose on... The 1970s in New York club scene. That's true. He has stayed silent on this issue. That's true. We need some real answers about this because there's a scene in uh, in 54 where Stephen Rubel. Yeah. Played by Mike Myers. Played by Mike Myers. Son of Spike Myers. Does some really fucked up horny shit. Now, what's what's the scene that comes to mind when you think of the most horny scene in this movie? Honestly, um, (laughs) it is a scene at the end of a big party night down at 54. Yep. Which is a real cool place to hang out. Yeah, oh, it's a blast. Back in the day, 54. Yeah. A lot of freaks hanging out there. So many weirdos. And he were like the Fellini-esque director that brought the whole place to life. Yeah, like a ringmaster. A real ringmaster. Like a real Hugh Jackman in that P.T. Barnum film that's coming, coming out. Coming out later this year. Which when I saw the trailer of I said, yeah, that's just Hugh Jackman again. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone else was robots that he's trained to do all the stuff. <laughs> so he's there doing that shit. He goes, he's like, oh, Breck and Meyer, can you carry me up to bed? I've had quite a lot of ludes. I've had so many choir ludes, I can't even get up <laughs> the flip and stairs. Honestly, if you, in a few years' time, you'll see the Wolf of Wall Street and you'll see what's going on for Yeah, right you now. guys will get it. You'll get it. I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up on quads. <laughs> so he, Breckenmeyer takes him upstairs, drops him on the bed full of cash, and then he's like, let me suck your dick. Yeah. Yeah. It's really And Breckenmeyer says no, and then Steve Rubel spits on cash and wipes his wet little mouth with cash. Yeah, and I think, I think he's going to jerk off with a pile of cash. I think that's what is about to happen. I don't know how your doodle goes on qualoodles, but <laughs> I think it don't work so good. Yeah, well, he wanted to suck off Breckenmeyer, and that's fine. People can suck each other off. That's exciting. Yeah, it's if they're fun. interested, it's in cool. It. But you can't spring that on someone who's not into it, I don't especially think so. when you're in a position of power over them. Exactly. He was his boss. You he can't be doing boss. that kind of stuff. And so this is the dark side of horniness. It is absolutely. It's the dark side of the horny coin. And can I just say one thing? And it's not going to be a coincidence what you're about yeah, to say. Tellingly, this film was produced by Miramax, executive producer. Harvey Weinstein, executive producer, Bob Weinstein, who have in this day and age, not to put a timestamp on anything, they are disgusting pigs. They have been, they have gone from indie darlings to unlikely knock around Hollywood blockbuster legends to now disgraced former producing partners who Mm. have been ousted by From the Hollywood because they're horrible human beings. Horrible, disgusting men. And I don't know if this is true, but I heard rumors that during that scene where <laughs> Steve Rubell was, you know, hitting on Breck and Meyer, Harvey Weinstein was on set and he was saying things like, no, 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 I would do it more like this. Mm. I'd do it more like he that. He was the consultant on yeah. the creepiness of the movie. Yeah, he perhaps. was creep consultant on the yeah. movie. And he said, you know, and then... Honestly, he did a great job. <laughs> I would spit onto the cash and jerk off into the cash. And that's probably based on reality. Fucking hell, how gross is that? It's fucked up. And I think um, to maybe come to a bit of conclusion here, mm. I would By say... By the way, you know what that means, right? Yeah, it means squirting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that I think Mike Myers is reasonably horny, but not unreasonably horny, like a lot of these horrible men that have been, out, uh, you know, been outed in Hollywood. That's right. I think that, that, you know, when you look at a character like Steve Rubell, you see what real horniness mm. is, and that it is, is a disgusting monster. It's a creepy, gross monster that doesn't know boundaries. And mm. that's that's uncomfortable. Mike, you're not like that. You were able to embody it as a character thanks to your creep consultant, Harvey yes. Weinstein. And that is why you're such a wonderful actor. You're a Mike wonderful Myers. actor. 
because you can harness horniness and you can both bring it down to the dark depths of disgusting horniness, but then lift it up to the singing symphonies of ma- of you know master horny master <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah, that's right. Um, now I've got a character that I'd like to throw as a bit of a curveball to you. Are you going to throw me a freaking bone here? I'm going to throw you a freaking bone, and this bone is green. I'm talking about a character that we have not discussed yet. I want your firm opinion mm-hmm. on this. I want you to press your firm yes. opinion up against me. Is Shrek horny once and for all? Go. Shrek is not horny. Get right out of town. I think Shrek is sexually frustrated. Okay. He's stuck in a relationship that he obviously doesn't care for. Sure. He hates being people around him. Mm-hmm. I think Shrek would be better off if he just had a hole in the swamp that he fucking <laughs> squirted his goop into every few days <laughs> and then just could be relaxed by himself about the pressures of Donkey and Fiona and those three little boys Shrek, Shrek and Crack around him at all times as well. So I think that's that Shrek is the opposite of horny. Yeah, you're right. He fucks by necessity. Exactly. He would yeah. be in better place if there was a little toadstool yeah. in his swamp that he could flip upside down <laughs> and just make a deposit into. Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe that's why it's a swamp. Maybe it was dry ground before he got there. He, <laughs> he was started a desert. fucking the earth. And, and once upon a-, a time in the land of far, far away, there was a desert. Hang on a second. There's a green guy fucking it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's cool. I don't know. I mean, we've gone through all the characters now. (coughs) We've figured out a little bit about all of them. I think maybe we should try to bring it back to the man himself, Mm. the man who embodied all these characters for us. Now, I have made my case a little clear here when I think that Charlie McKenzie is the closest to the real Mike. Yeah. And I think based on interviews with the guy, based on reading his book, based on studying him for 53 thereabouts exactly episodes now, I think the guy is not that horny. Mm. I think he's the same horniness of everyday blokes. You know, maybe not as horny as you or I. We're, Mm. We're probably hornier than Mike Myers. Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I but, love it. But I think he he when he is horny, he remembers every detail of it. Mm. So later on when he wants to embody it, he can bring it to life fully. And yeah. that's very special. It's magic. Yeah. So what do you think about Mike? I think that what you're saying is true. I think that Mike has a fascination with the world of horniness. Yeah, that's what it is. The luxurious and stressful world of horniness. Oh, you're right. It is stressful at times. And I think that the clearest that has been to me has been in the recent weeks after we watched Mm. the movie Supermensch, Mm -hmm. Legend of Shep Gordon. Mm -hmm. I think that's the name of the movie. Yep. Well, that is a movie about a real-life horny man. Yeah. And Mike Myers is fascinated by that world. Yeah. And I think that is what has imbued his art mm-hmm. with the world of horniness and the, all the tension that brings and excitement that brings. And I think that he fantasizes about it, but it is not his reality. That's true. Because you know what? As Shep Gordon so um, you know, anxiously portrayed to us on screen is that a true horny person will ruin their life. Mm. Horniness leads to breakups, cheating, um, loss of friends, mm. having to exile yourself to Hawaii, yeah. or as we've seen in Hollywood lately and in the and in politics in the world at large, true horny men bring down empires. Oh, get you straight to the White House, man. That like, freaking oh, that freaking guy. That freaking grump. <sighs> Honestly. I mean that guy. He's the bad. Can I say something about him? Fuck that. Fuck that guy. Man. Fuck that. Fuck that shit, man. Fuck that. <laughs> but a real, but I think, you know, guys like you and I, guys like Mike, guys and gals like everyone out there in the Mike Czech Republic. Horny babies. Horny babies. We are, we're bringing horniness in a joyful, playful mm. way that comes from sensitivity and listening and communication. And that's, that's what true horniness should be. I think in conclusion, what I have to say to answer this final question, is Mike horny? 
I think the answer is Mike is a man. Yeah. Mike is human. Mm-hmm. Mike is an actor. Yeah. Mike is just like us. Yeah. Mike is a real person out there in the world. Seeing it, brother. And it's weird that we've talked about him for so long. It is a bit weird. It isn't is it? really weird. It's really weird that we've talked about him for because that's a real guy out there. Fifty three the hours. <laughs> At least fifty three hours. He's a real. He's a real guy out there in the world. And I think we forgot about that a lot of the times. Yeah. Can I say one thing as well? And that is that I'm glad we did it. I don't regret it for a few minutes. I'm glad that we've talked about him for this long. We've learnt a little bit about our hero. Mm. We've learnt a lot about ourselves. And most importantly, we've built the Mike Czech Republic. And we have some of the greatest members of this planet Earth in there as horny babies. I think we we've do. We've gotten to chat with people every day about Mike. We've gotten great gifts. Yep. You know, we've got like Steph, thanks again for the book. We've gotten, uh, we've gotten to make people laugh. Mm. People have made us laugh. And we've shared a little bit of that joie de vivre or what the yeah. French call a certain, I don't, I don't know, know what. what, with the world at large. And we've, we're reclaiming the word horny, I think. Yeah. I think we've helped reclaim This has been horny. a really special time in our lives. Yeah. Talk about one guy for a year and a bit. <laughs> um, it has actually had a weird, profound change in our lives Absolutely doing this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. And you know what? I <laughs> wouldn't change it for the world. And you know, in a yeah. few years' time, when I'm an old grumpy man of the age of 32 or something like that, <laughs> I'm going to be chucking on my, you know, super iPod 69, whatever it is at that point in time. Looking out to the future, probably on some sort of super bus. Yep. <laughs> Just looking out into the world with all my grandchildren and stuff like that. We're going on a little family holiday. Yeah. And I'm going to remember, I'm going to be putting on some music because you can do that on the super bus. Everyone has their, iPod, their own iPods and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm going to put on a song. I'm going to go, who's a guy that I like to think of? Well, David Bowie. Yeah. Put on a song. Well, Golden Years just came on out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm going to be ticking back in my mind. What's going to be going through my freaking head? Well, me and you sitting in your kitchen. Yeah. You know, it up. Thinking about all the friends that we had along the way. Yeah. Like you, <clears throat> me, Tom Walker a few times. Uh, ben Russell. Ben Russell a few Rove times. McManus. Rove McManus. Uh, Ann Edmonds, Hamish Blake, Hamish Blake, um, Will Anderson, yeah. Dil Rock, Jai Singer, Hamo, Laurie Adam Hughes, Richard. Adam Richards, uh, mm. you know, and then like, a couple of other blokes like Tim Hewitt, I guess, was here. And of course, uh, Mike Myers. Mike. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about those days where I watched um, Goldmember seven times in one year, <laughs> where I watched in one week and a half, I watched The Love Guru 4.5 times. Hey, dude. Think about that time on the 29th of November 2017 where we screened um, <laughs> So I Married an Axe Murderer at the Golden Age Cinema. Tickets are available in the show notes. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry, but I'm getting very You emotional. keep throwing water in your face. Yeah, no, those are tears. Don't okay. ignore the water thing. I'm just cooling down my face at the same time as I'm crying. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. Um, I hope that on that day when you're an old man of 32 and you're sitting on that super bus, <laughs> you look across the aisle and you see me. Hang on a sec. And I'm sitting there with you and I'm listening to my own iPod and I hold up the screen and it's it's Mike Check. You're listening to Mike Check? I'm listening Check? to Mike Check, yeah. Whoa. And then I turn to my wife, her head explode. I'm like, what? She was a fembot all along. <laughs> Hang on a tick. That means I'm single again and available to podcast with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so much fun uh, doing this really stupid journey. I've laughed so much. This is not the end of mic check. Mm, this is just a cap. This is a cap and it has a leather strap. Mm, and it is. And you love that. <laughs> I love the leather strap. It's a cap on the end of a, a journey of, I guess, phase one of the MCU. And uh, hopefully we have more coming up mm. for you. Obviously, we've got to do a special obviously, episode of this. Honestly, this was going to be a really heartfelt episode and we did fuck up and realised that. We have to do Nobody Knows Anything. <laughs> Nobody Knows Anything. If we can track it down, we'll watch it. Um, and we will have an episode to taste. But I think this will be, as we've been over the last couple of months, a little bit less regular. Mm. We will be coming with when there is breaking Myers news out in the world. Yep. Not Brecken Meyer news. If no. you got me confused just then. Yep. We don't give a shit about Brecken Meyer. <laughs> 
honest to God, I don't give a shit about Rick The only thing I like about the guy is his name is... Last name's very similar to Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, it's name. very similar. I love that about him. <laughs> Honestly. Everything yeah. else, fuck off. I hope that guy takes his own road trip to the fucking edge of town. Never comes back. Yeah, you know, joins... He, I hope he gets out of the rat race. <laughs> I hope I don't see him again for another 54 years, that guy. Yeah, I hope... Um, hope he... Um, hope he... Um, has a skeleton covered in robot chicken. Okay, does he cool. do that? I think he does a voice okay. in Robot Chicken. Yeah. Cool. Does he do that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Did he do that with Seth Grogan? Yeah. Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but that was one it. of our plans that we want to do eventually is that we will be working on slowly because slowly makes surely uh, a scriptos <laughs> for Austin Powers. Four. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do it. We're going to finally kill him off. Exactly. <laughs> Lex, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege. Yes. And dare I say, you are the most funny, sexy and cool guy I know. Cameron, thank you. And guys, thanks for joining us. Wow, great. No, no, Cameron, thank you. This has been a true honour to spend um, so much time with you over these years. <laughs> you're a hero to me and um, one of my favourite boys in the world. And you're so fucking funny. Here we go. And you're so fucking cool. Oh no. And you're so fucking sexy. I'm, Honestly, you're fucking sexy. I'm fucking crying, <laughs> Honestly, dude, dude. You're fucking sexy. Okay. Heck, dude. Oh, holy shit. Oh, dude. Heck in hell. You're sexy. <laughs> so are you, dude. Honestly, dude, you're fucking sexy, bro. dude. You, you too, dude. Honestly, dudes. When I think about you, okay. I listen to music. Oh god. I listen to Rod Stewart's. <laughs> Don't you think I'm sexy? I'm like, yes, Cameron. He. He okay. is right. sexy. Yeah, I love how you always talk I'm about music. By music. Yeah, you talk about it all the time. Like this, every episode of this, <laughs> every episode, I just it. talk about music. Yeah, all the yeah, time. yeah, you love music. It's not like I'm not interested <laughs> in music or anything like that. I don't give a shit about no, it. You love it. I've got a few songs that I know. So, <laughs> guys, thank you for joining us. If you did like what you heard on this entire journey, give us five stars on iTunes and in your review. Leave us the name and concept and title about the next super specific actor-based podcast you'd like us to do. We have had 69 freaking people put those in so far in Australia. There's a few others around the world, but in Australia there is 69. That's a fucking cool number. I almost don't want any more, but, but do, please do. Please do, do more. more. Yep. Please give us more. We should be up in 100 because we have a lot, a lot of listeners <laughs> listening to this podcast. Take a minute. It only takes a minute. Take a minute. Jerk off. Cool down, write us a recept, write us a review. And we got a review coming in from Rat Rooter. And his suggestion, a title called Hopeless, which is actually not quite unlike what we've been doing. We may have been doing Hopeless all along because it's a podcast that reviews the films that do not feature Australian actor Nicholas Hope from Bad Boy Bubby. So I guess we actually have done that. We the have whole been time. doing Hopeless. Talk to us on social media. I'm at I am Cameron James on Twitter. Lex is at This is Alexi. Talk to us on Facebook and just talk to us in your dreams. Yeah, honestly, have a dream about us. Uh, thank you, horny babies. Thank you so much for all your support along this journey. It's not over, but thanks for joining us. And we'll we'll see you very soon with some new special apps. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. And Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.